You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. Well, right now at 106, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, uh, as you just heard in the forecast, it's going to be a little bit stormy this afternoon. Nothing too crazy, but just enough to cause a little bit of a disruption. I would uh, strongly encourage people to just take it slow a little bit, but people are going to do what they're going to do. All right, this portion of the program brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Remember, whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, they are waiting you for crying out loud, waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. All right, let's get to the latest now. I want to play some of the sound from the Sunday shows regarding the documents, because that is, without question, that is what's going to be dictating um, and I also agree, I, I'm not surprised that people think that both um, that both President Trump and that President Biden mishandled the documents because both of them did mishandle documents. But this business of, you know, but well, President Trump wasn't cooperating and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that, 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 that doesn't matter. It's the cavalier attitude of, of how they handle this. So let me go to uh, Martha Raddatz sat in yesterday for Stephanopoulos on this week. And um, this is her during the panel. What Trump did was inappropriate, 77%, but still a majority think what Biden did was inappropriate too, and this latest discovery makes it worse. 64% of Americans believe that President Biden handled these classified documents inappropriately, and that was before we got the news last night of these latest batch of documents that were found. We have no idea just how many. The reality is this is a political liability uh, for two presidents, one current, one former, one that has already launched. A 2024 campaign, one that's expected to launch a 2024 campaign. And for Republicans, I think they're looking at one key part of what was in that statement last night, the word Senate. How far back do these documents go? That's a long, long time ago. He spent 36 years in the Senate. He left in 2009. That's almost 15 years ago. So there's some big questions that President Biden needs to answer. Not only that, but has he ever gone through those documents at all? Americans think what Trump You know, and again, I I think that that is fair game. Now let's get to the document investigation. You worked in the Justice Department. When you look at this from a legal angle, what what do you see? Clearly the Biden team working overtime to make sure that they don't trip over that obstruction line. You know, really emphasizing that this was a consensual search by the Department of Justice and FBI at his residence. You know, I've worked with Rob Herr very closely, who's now the special counsel in charge of investigating uh, the president and these classified documents. He's an incredibly experienced, competent federal prosecutor who was doing the day-to-day oversight of the Mueller investigation for about a year. But I got to tell you something about federal prosecutors. They are like hunting dogs and they don't like traipsing through the marsh without coming back with something in their mouth. Uh, and so if I were the... <laughs> that is, I really like the way she phrased that. What a good analogy. No, they're not going to come up empty-handed. They're absolutely not going to come up empty-handed. So now I think this part is interesting. And again, folks, good afternoon at one ten. This was yesterday, ABC's This Week. It's pretty obvious. Democrat leaders, Martha Raddatz, they don't know. What the next turn of the screw is for President Biden? Are scrambling to say you, you heard Senator Coons, this 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 is all going to be okay. There there is backing up what what President Biden says. No, they're there. Well, look, I think the Democrats who are saying that are speaking from a place of a hope rather than sort of deep knowledge, right? It's pretty obvious at this point that people in leadership roles in the party don't know what the next turn of the screw is uh, in this investigation, including people who work in the White House who are pretty upfront about the fact that they don't really know where this is headed next. Martha, I thought that the poll that uh, that Rick outlined is such a 
useful and important reality check for some of the sort of post-midterm election confidence that you heard from Democrats about President Biden. You see in that poll all kinds of signs that the public is deeply distrustful of the Republican Party, deeply uncomfortable with the Republican Congress, but by no means is Joe Biden this 10-foot-tall political figure who right. is sort of hugely popular and resilient That's against right. all odds. That he has done a very good job, Democrats have done a very good job of disqualifying the Republican Party for a big stretch of the American middle, but it's pretty clear that the American people have real questions about Joe Biden's handling of some of the most important issues in the day, of the day, including these classified documents. You know, that is a... I really like the way that that came out because as as much as they they're not you know I think what happened with the midterms was exaggerated um where they th- you know really felt see people are with us and blah 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 where I I don't I don't see that there's also a lot of talk about Ukraine yesterday. But I want to get to um, Pawtucket to Providence by train is 275 one way. I don't know. Is that a good deal? Is that not a good deal? Um, The daughter of U.S. Rep. Catherine Clark. Well, they're saying the daughter was arrested during a protest. I think that, oh, um, I think um, I, I want to just go back to that, the Boston Globe saying their attorneys speaking out about, um, that they're, they're very concerned. The most important thing that they were seemingly concerned about was one lawyer clarified Dowell uses she and her pronouns. Okay. Dowell was identified at the hearing by her birth name, Jared Dowell. Dowell was assigned male at birth, but as transition to female. So it's just, I think it's, I find it interesting that there, there's no seemingly concern about You know the the officer that was assaulted. The whole the the whole focus, seemingly, is to make sure that the the press is using the proper pronouns when discussing um, the case. I think the mansion for president. I think that's. Hmm. I think that's one to, I think that's, I I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I wonder how he would play. Whoever runs needs to bring someone together. I'm not, I'm not convinced of that. I mean, how, how do you, how do you work with, I'm not sure how you work with these people. How do you work with, I mean, they're, they're attacking police. And they don't mention, they want to talk about what happened January 6th, but they won't mention when when their crowd gets arrested for attacking a police officer. That situation in Atlanta is really a disgrace. Let me hear, this was um, Chuck Todd on the Today Show talking about the FBI searching the president's home. Here we go. Political director and moderator of Meet the Press. Chuck, good morning. As you and I have been saying for a couple weeks now, the contrast between the classified documents in Joe Biden's case and former President Trump's case are including that these are being handed over voluntarily. There is no search warrant from the FBI. But the question is, where is the end of this? We keep getting these drips of six documents, 12 documents found in a garage, found at the president's home. And how is it impacting his ability to get things done in Washington? 
Look, I think the, I think they've uh, hamstrung him a bit. I mean, this has already delayed his re-election announcement. I mean, we were reporting this. He was going to, uh, it was all signs that pointed to him and doing his re-election announcement before the State of the Union in the month of January. But this broke in the month of January. Uh, and they have since been pulled back on that. Now, if when they, uh, one assumes they're going to do it now, after, they've already said they're not going to do it before the State of the Union. It'll come sometime after. And, and look, I think the lack of transparency, I mean, they, they continue to believe uh, that they're going to get the benefit of the doubt because they're cooperating and it's different from Trump. Uh, you know, they essentially invited the FBI in. Look, I think the FBI needed to do this because there was this perception, hey, the FBI searched Donald Trump. Why isn't the FBI searching Joe Biden? So this does feel as if it was an attempt to try to, again, put law enforcement more in a neutral space. Um, because of all of the heated rhetoric that we've been hearing both from the right, uh, particularly on the right, on this. But, look, I, I, for the life of me, I don't understand how they failed to see the transparency uh, issue here. You know, I was with a, 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 an off-the-record CEO this week who simply said, you know, I begin my day assuming no trust. I think every politician in America needs to assume nobody trusts anything they say or do, so assume that going in and try to build it from day one. Interesting. And the president as recently as Thursday saying, quote, there's no there there on these classified documents. And then the next day, the FBI found more documents at his home. Chuck, thanks so much. We'll look for more this morning on Meet the Press. When Chuck is. You know, folks, at 117, you're listening to the John DePietro show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. That 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 is. That is an that is irrelevant. That is irrelevant. Well, you know, he's he's cooperating. Trump didn't cooperate. That that is irrelevant. That's not what it's about. It's the cavalier nature of having something they're not supposed to have. How they react once they're caught, to me anyhow. Does it, does that, that doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Oh, they're, they're inviting them in. I, I don't think that, to me, that has no bearing. That, that is, that's false. That's fake. Zero. As if somehow that's a distinction. That, that they're cooperating with this. Well, the FBI finally went in. What happened? And no regrets. Good for Joe Manchin, by the way. Senator Manchin saying, you know, I have a problem with that. No regrets. First of all, Biden is Biden is uh, President Biden. He is stubborn. And this, you know, that also sounds like it was an ad lib. No regrets. The FBI had to go in and search the home of a sitting president. And you have no regrets. Yeah, keep thinking that. Are we all supposed to just go along with that? I'm going to play that. CBS was the one that also broke the story. And, and I want to remind people, they, they had no intention of disclosing this the only reason people we even know about this was because cbs news broke the story right now it's 119 on this um, stormy monday i want to just this was uh, senator joe manchin yesterday on meet the press when asked about that this. do you have any advice for him on how he should handle this oh, i think he should have a lot of regrets yeah i would, I would, I would think that i said whoever's responsible i mean if i hold people accountable and i use whether my chief of staff or my you know my uh my staff, who's, who, that we're doing this, and I'm looking at, and I'm going to hold someone accountable, but basically, the buck with me. So you think you should be out there, look, I, I, met, I messed well, up. Just, Maybe I, I didn't just I say it. Just fall on your sword here. We're all human. Yeah. We make mistakes. I can tell you, I don't think anyone intended, he sure didn't intend for it to fall in wrong hands and use it against our country. I know they didn't intend that to happen. Could it have happened? I don't know. And, yeah, you just might as well say, listen, it's irresponsible. It was something we should have had a better check and balance on. Now, Former President Trump defied a subpoena. So in that sense, 
the, the way each is handled it is different. different. Do you acknowledge that? Absolutely much yeah. different than the other. One's, one's saying, okay, I hope I didn't make any mistakes. Right. I hope no one was compromised. I hope we didn't hurt our country. And the other one says, ah, no, I know it didn't. I'm, I'm, believe me. Well, you know what? Uh, it, it, what they said, verify. You have to verify. Trust but verify. Trust but verify. Let's find out. And See, that's what the special counsels are. And that's what you want here. Both special counsels I, to sort of resolve this. First of all, every one of us in our life have to be held accountable and responsible for our actions. Yeah. As people want accountability. And they want basically when you're held accountable, are you responsible or not? Mm -hmm. If you are, was you? Can you fix that? Did you make a mistake? Fine, you're, you know. And that's what you think. Cicero, the president needs to get out there and just. Cicero get says, "Who is human? You're a human being. You're going to make mistakes. Yeah. Did you intend to make it? Did you intend to harm somebody? Did you intend to basically do an irresponsible thing? I don't think. Hopefully, neither one of them did. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know that. Um, it sounds so simple, right? That's Senator Joe Manchin on Meet the Press, but that's not what the Biden White House is doing. All right, I want to play. This is uh, CBS News. They were the ones that broke the story, by the way, that, that the White House, they found these documents six days before the midterms, and they decided not to tell anyone about it. They were the ones that found that out. They didn't, um, they didn't, uh, they didn't come out and say, oh, by the, no. Not, not at all. The, his, they, they're not, I mean, it's just so disingenuous. Let me hear, this is the CBS report, by the way. Here How we serious go. are they? Um, why were they taken? Did anyone have access to them? This is a real critical question to all this. Why did he have these documents to begin with? As even more items, classified markings were found in President Biden's Delaware home Friday after his personal attorneys and White House counsel's office agreed to an FBI search. Over nearly 13 hours, investigators reviewed personally handwritten notes, files, papers, binders, memorabilia, to-do lists, schedules, and reminders going back decades. The president's attorney says the FBI took six items consisting of documents with classification markings and surrounding materials. Some from when Mr. Biden served in the Senate, others from when he was vice president. And with no need for a search warrant, allies say that's a big difference from the search for classified documents at former President Donald Trump's Florida home, which did require a warrant. In the end, uh, we will see this was just an inadvertent matter of filing in sharp contrast to his predecessor. But notably, other senior Democrats are taking a more critical stance. Because it's not supposed to happen. Uh, whether it's it was a, a, the fault of a staffer or an attorney, it makes no difference. The elected official bears ultimate responsibility. It's just hard to believe that, that in the United States of America, we have a former president and a current president, they're basically in the same situation. How does this happen? We should point out the Bidens were not at their Wilmington, Delaware home at the time of the search on Friday. They spent the weekend at their other Delaware home in Rehoboth Beach. Now, today, the top Republican on the House Oversight Committee says he'll be reaching out to the Secret Service asking for any and all documentation of who might have been visiting the Bidens' residences and potentially could have had access to those documents. Well, we know who it is. Uh, where does this really hit gold? I'll give you a hint. First letter of word begins with an H. Second letter is a U. Third letter is an N. Would you say right now at 124 on this Monday, do you think that does this fuel the Hunter Biden talk in conspiracies or does it disfuse the Hunter Biden talk? Wall Street Journal, one of President Biden's political character traits is his manifest disdain for anyone who questions his behavior or judgment. This has been on full public display since the discovery of classified documents at his office and home, and it's drawing him deeper into a political morass. I think you're going to find there's nothing there, Biden said, asked in California. I have no regrets documents found. In his garage next to his Corvette. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no, there's no there there. Well, the Wall Street Journal writes, as to the garage, 
Biden said it was the equivalent of a secure facility. By the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage, okay? So it's not like they're sitting out there in the street, Biden said. Dismissiveness that would have produced days of commentary about the risks to national security and the rule of law had Donald Trump said it. They write, we can't wait to hear how the president explains the news late Saturday that a more thorough search of his home discovered more documents with classified markings. This search was done at the request of the Justice Department, which finally decided to act like it's conducting a real investigation. Justice had previously let Biden needs and lawyers do the searching. Justice still allowed Biden's lawyers to be on hand for the search, a courtesy they didn't extend when they raided Mar-a-Lago. Biden's attorney, Robert Bauer, said in a statement that the documents included classified materials from Biden's years as as a senator, which ended in 2008, and as vice president ended in 2017. The discovery of the new material makes clear Justice's early indulgence was a mistake and a double standard. And the searches by the White House team were inadequate. All of this suggests Biden's handling of documents hasn't been all that different from Trump after all. It appears he felt entitled to take classified documents home with him while a senator. Listen to this, folks. Right now, 127, you take anything away from today's radio show, listen to this. It's a great line. Wall Street Journal editorial. Did he put them in his briefcase to read on Amtrak on his commute home for the weekend? His attitude toward classified information was unserious enough that it kept them for years. The main difference is that Trump continued to resist turning over to the National Archives the documents he had kept. Biden's defenders want to focus on this difference, which has the advantage of downplaying the cavalier handling of the documents, which is the real transgression. And has cost others their careers. All of this is fodder for Robert Hur, the special counsel appointed to investigate. This ought to include a search of Biden's other properties. The chain of custody for these documents will be important to track and disclose. Without knowing what the documents contain, it's impossible to know the threat, if any, to national security. But note, there have been no leaks about what the documents contain, in contrast to the unconfirmed leaks about nuclear secrets regarding Mr. Trump. Biden can't be indicted as a sitting president under Justice Department rules, but the threat here is more political than criminal. Public can see the double standard the White House is indulging to explain away its actions, even if most of the press corps doesn't. They finished the president better hope There isn't more there there or may find his hope for a second term in jeopardy. Wall Street Journal editorial, I think that is excellent. Folks, at 129 on this Monday, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program, and it's brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096 repairs on all makes and models of appliances. Do you need your dryer fixed? What about your washing machine? Refrigerator, stove, oven. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. That's why we say when your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 401- 710-7096. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, you're going to see some precipitation this afternoon, a little wet snow. The only reason this is going to be, I believe, a little, di- little bit difficult, several reasons. Number one, we have not really had <laughs> any snow. And for some reason... Every time when we get the first element of snow, then put it in the afternoon, and then 
put it in the afternoon commute between school and work. And people just seem to forget how to drive. So uh, be cautious out on the road. Let me just see. um, I want to see, folks, and again, at 131. Oh, let me see this. Oh, wow. I didn't see that. The real story behind the photo that shows the incident between Cowboys Mike McCarthy and a cameraman. I missed this. There's more to the story about the Cowboys coach stiff-armed or camera lens after their loss to the 49ers. McCarthy came under fire overnight. He was photographed appearing to shove a cameraman while exiting the field. Following the incident, though, the cameraman took to Twitter to defend the coach, saying the two met privately in the locker room. Thank you to everyone who reached out uh, regarding the Mike McCarthy incident. He's a photographer for NBC5 Sports. I can see how the photo appeared like he pushed me. It was more of a hand and lens. I did meet with the coach privately in his office. He did apologize. <laughs> that was a winnable game for the Cowboys. Bullet added, the incident appears worse on still photos. He's totally fine. McCarthy does not make direct contact or remain on his feet while tweeting on the on the field. <laughs> I don't know how I missed it. I must have looked down for one second and missed that. Let me just watch it. Oh, okay. He just put his hand up to the camera. I don't know why he felt the need to do that. I don't think he... Cowboys owner Jerry Jones said McCarthy's job status would not be impacted by the season-ending 19-12 loss. No, no, not at all. Very sickening not to win tonight. McCarthy's coming off back-to-back 12-win seasons, but has lost to the 49ers in the playoffs both times. Now, I don't see how anyone stops Cincinnati. I think, folks, good afternoon at 133. Now, to me... Joe Burrows is the best quarterback in the league. I think the Bengals, I think the Cincinnati Bengals are the best team. I think it will be the Bengals against, I think the, I think the Bengals can beat Kansas City in Kansas City. Um... I think, uh, um, and I think I think Philadelphia at home. You know, I uh, I like the idea that so they the NFL was looking at having the Bills and the Chiefs play. The if if the if the Bills had won, they were going to have them play at a neutral site because their game was stopped in Monday Night Football. And they were going to play in Atlanta, and both sides get equal number of tickets for all their season ticket holders. I like the I, I think the league should move into that going forward. I understand. So apparently the owners, they don't like the idea of it, and I'm sure many of the fans don't. But I like the idea that next Sunday... Cincinnati would play Kansas City. So you have, it's almost like the pre-Super Bowl and the college bowls, they do that. So you would have them play in a neutral site. Um, It wouldn't be as expensive as a Super Bowl. And it does make for a more balanced game. And I I can guarantee you the San Francisco fans would prefer to play at a neutral site against the Eagles as opposed to, I think Philly fans are the worst. I mean, I, I think, it, I know people say the Bills Mafia. I, I think the Philly fans are the worst. So if, if you're San Francisco, that would, that would actually be, it would be enjoyable to go to if it was at a neutral site. Wherever that may be. If next Sunday you could fly somewhere to a neutral site. In, in, you know, either a, a stadium in good weather 
or a stadium that has a dome. But if you could fly and see Philadelphia against San Francisco, I, I like the idea of that. I'm not going to go to Philadelphia to watch the game. I'm not going to fly to Philadelphia or whatever, get to Philadelphia to watch it, and then have to get tickets and so forth. But if it was at a neutral site, and then you, you kind of, it would be really fun if that was your team. You know, it's fun for people that, you know, I've been to the Super Bowl. It's fun for a big part of that. Is, it's just so fun that you're flying in to follow, you know, your team. But they're not doing that. That's why Joe, but Joe Burrows to me, I, I don't see anyone stopping that guy. Boy, they are a ferocious team. What an offense. Wow. He, I think, is the best quarterback in the league, that guy. And he's going to be for a long time. He is going to be for a long time. He is the real deal. Cool under pressure. Gun of an arm. Absolute gun of an arm. The, um, I'll tell you, the Jaguar coach. Now, again, he was a great, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence was a phenomenal college player. He, he's a really good quarterback, that guy. I think they're, he's a force. But the way that Burroughs could read the Buffalo defense, much the way Trevor Lawrence was reading the defense. Now, granted, they lost, but he he's he's an impressive player. He is, folks. Good afternoon at one thirty-seven. Um, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM thirteen eighty and ninety-nine point nine FM can always listen online, as they like to say, at our website, which is petro.com. This portion of our program, did you say possible that you have some kind of a pest problem? You know, people deal with pests all year round. Well, Falcon Pest Control Services, Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Falcon Pest Services. Residential Commercial, call today, free quote, 401-739-1322. Falcon Pest Control Services, Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Termites, bed bugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats, ah, many other pests. Whether it's for a housing complex, condo, apartment, single family home, Restaurant, office building, school, hotel, Falcon Pest Services. Call them today. Free quote. Maybe they come out once. Maybe they come out monthly. Maybe they come out quarterly. Maybe they come out once a year. 401-739-1322. 401-739-1322 for Falcon Pest Services. Now. As many of you know, and again, good afternoon at 139. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Just again, a weather update, weather alert, rain changes to snow this afternoon, small accumulations expected. If everyone just took it easy, maybe left work a little bit early, blah, 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 it should be fine, but potentially tricky travel this afternoon. Could be one to three inches. Everyone else might get a little bit of a coating. Change is expected first. Or it could actually be happening right now. One to three inches. So. Northern Rhode Island winter weather advisory until nine o'clock, says Michelle Muscatello. So right now, though, I think a lot of people are still getting rain, but it will be depending on where you are. And then north, you know, Winsocket, uh, Worcester, I should say, will definitely get like a little bit more. This change is expected first, then down to the coast by 3 o'clock. So depending on where you are, you're either seeing snow or wet snow. Maybe a little bit of rain, depending on where you are. But it shouldn't be anything to be worried about. (laughs) Unless, 
somebody decides to drive a little faster than they need to, then it could be a problem. Then it could be a problem. But it shouldn't be a problem. But it should not be a problem. That's for sure. So, folks, again, at... um, at 2.30, I believe, is the White House. Um, that's when they're holding their press briefing today, the daily briefing. And I, th- I think it's going to be, a, I think it's gonna be uh, a very difficult one, as a matter of fact. Let me also just check. Um, so I want to mention, I was covering, or I'm still covering, but the Dolan trial, the Protective police officer. And where I think that is problematic for him, as I said, is it's going to come down to he did not, I don't think, they're going to say his defense of the car was coming right at me and I had to shoot the unarmed teen in order to defend myself or they were going to, he didn't shoot through the windshield the, the witness, they could not rattle that witness on Friday. Could not rattle. The guy would not change his mind. Nope. I saw it. And I know what I saw. And he, he's just, he's not, he's not changing his mind. He is, um, Without question, that he is not going to change. And, and, and I was a little surprised that they would not, that the attorney general's office, again, in the officer Dolan, Daniel Dolan case, the off-duty Pataka police officer that shot an unarmed teen, it sounds like he was on the highway. These kids went flying by him flying by him in an Audi. He went after them, pulled in, and what he was going to do, we we will never know. But cut them off, flashed his badge. They were trying to get out of there. They wouldn't stop. And then he actually took out his gun and shot the driver. He could have killed him. And the car could have sped off, and they could have hit another car head on, and you could have had real problems. But the witness that I saw on Friday, he was driving by at that exact time. He knows what he saw and could not get them to change. I'm also saying there's a story on NBC 10. It's pornography. It's trash. Father tears in a school board for allowing gender queer. I've communicated with him. Robert Chidaro. Rhode Island Fathers demanding an independent audit of a public school district entire library. Fighting removal of the controversial book Gender Queer for more than a year. Robert Chidardo, he started that December of 21 at a packed Wesley Public School meeting. Claimed he discovered was available in the high school library. Lists of the top 10 most challenged book that year, widely criticized for sexual content. It's been removed from school districts in various states, including Pennsylvania, Texas, and Iowa. From the other parents holding posters displaying graphic images. From gender queer, he read several excerpts. A board member cut him off, saying, "You're sinking to a new low." His initial comments sparked a year-long debate over the alleged content in the libraries. In February, expressed frustration or lack of action taken. I have never supported prohibiting kids from looking at ideas. Yet it has to be age-appropriate. Chidaro claims the Wesley Public Schools have now dismissed the concern, refused to remove gender queer from its high school library, calling the inclusion of non-age appropriate books. He's now calling for an independent audit. This must happen. Um, I, I, I mean, this story's been kicking around a little bit. I was a little surprised. That um, that it's suddenly in the news again. But now, if you remember January sixth, that guy Richard Barnett, 
propped his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk, found guilty in the January 6th case. Folks, that was two years ago. They're still going after them. Two years ago, an Arkansas man propped his feet up on a desk, Pelosi's office, convicted of joining a mob's attack on the building two years ago. Richard Barnett, that photo of him with his feet up on her desk. A jury convicted Richard Bingo Barnett, all eight counts in his indictment. Felony disorder, obstruction of an official proceeding. Barnett lounging at a desk in the office made him one of the most memorable figures from the riot, January 6th. 2021, the day when Congress convened a joint session to certify the Biden victory. He's going to be sentenced in May. Prosecutors sought to jail Bingo Barnett while he awaits sentencing, but the judge denied that so he'll remain free on certain conditions. 62 years old, testified last Thursday he was looking for a bathroom inside the Capitol when he entered Pelosi's office and encountered two news photographers. He said one of the photographers told him, act natural, so he leaned back in a chair and flung his legs on the desk. (laughs) Did it dawn on you that what you were doing could cause some trouble, his attorney asked him? I was just in the moment. I'm kind of I'm just kind of going with the flow at that point. Prosecutor said Barnett had a stun gun tucked in his pants when he stormed the Capitol. He took a piece of her mail and left a note behind that said, Nancy, bingo was here. Ah, <laughs> uh, what a day that was. Before leaving Capitol grounds, Bingo Barnett used a bullhorn. To give a speech to the crowd, chanting, we took back our house and I took Pelosi's office. Video supports Barnett's testimony that a crowd pushed him into the Capitol as he approached an entrance, causing him to briefly fall to his knees as he crossed the threshold. We have no choice, he shouted as he entered the Capitol. As police ordered him and others to leave, Barnett realized he had just left his American flag behind. Body camera video captured Barnett shouting at a police officer in the rotunda for help in retrieving the flag. More than 940 people have been charged with federal crimes related to January 6th. 500 of them have pled guilty. Barnett is one of several dozen Capitol riot defendants whose case has gone to trial. A grand jury indicted Bingo Barnett on eight charges, felony count, civil disorder, obstruction. Uh, stun gun, spikes concealed with a walking stick. He's a retired fighter, firefighter from Arkansas. He said he regrets coming to Washington for the Stop the Steal rally where the president addressed a crowd of supporters. Two years of lost life, misery for my family. Prosecutor told jurors Barnett planned the trip for weeks and came prepared for violence. Told jurors Barnett was just a crazy guy from Arkansas and didn't hurt anybody. That's his attorney. Could, couldn't have harmed anyone with a stun gun. It was broken that day. McBride called it the most famous trespass case of all time. I agree with that. Prosecutor said he had a long history of arming himself with political demonstrations. In July of 2020, a 911 caller reported a man matching his description and pointed a rifle at her during a Back the Blue rally. In November 2020, police were called to save the children rally where a caller said he was carrying a gun at the protest and was acting suspicious. Law enforcement closed the investigation due to unresolved discrepancies in the evidence. We don't know if it was him. And then you had that other guy. I mean, they're still going after these individuals. Not so much with the rioters of 2020. Um... Let me also just see. That George Santos stuff is... Oh, hold on. First responders take stand and protect officer. Do we have audio here? We do have audio. All right, I'd like to hear this. Here we go. Um, let's see. I'm. I believe that this... Officer Dolan's in trouble with this case. I think so. Simply because, listen, he he shot, he was off duty and shot an unarmed teen who didn't have a weapon, but he, you know, who was speeding. (laughs) He, He shouldn't have been there. He shouldn't have been there. 
I got an email from someone said, I thought you support police. I do support police, but like he was off duty. He wasn't in uniform. He does. He's not even a police officer there. He shot the kid. All right, here we go. This is the Channel and 10. as the trial piece. resumes for a suspended Pawtucket police officer accused of shooting a teenage driver back in June of 2021. The prosecutor has called several witnesses this morning, including law enforcement officers who responded to that incident. NBC 10's Joanna Boris is live outside. Kent County Court. Joanna, what are they saying? A West Greenwich lieutenant was the first cruiser on the scene and says Daniel Dolan, the officer who was off duty, appeared calm. Mike Andrews says Dolan had a gun on his side, so he seized it and put it in an evidence bag in his cruiser. Investigators say Dolan had followed a black Audi into the parking lot of Wicked Good Pizza after it sped past him on I-95. They say when he went to confront the driver, he started barking away. So Dolan fired a shot, hitting Dominic Vincent in the arm. Investigators say Vincent drove a few feet away before pulling over on the side of the road where Dolan rendered aid. This is Dolan's 911 call. He court and we'll bring you the latest on NBC 10 News tonight. Live in Warwick, Joanna Boris, NBC 10 News. Now what I find interesting about that is he claimed in that call he had his Pawtucket police shirt on, but you can't tell. He's in plain clothes. That is good insight to the way he saw it. He didn't like the fact that he felt that they were driving. He heard he was driving in the breakdown lane. I heard the, the uh, what I saw or heard, I should say, in court was the only reason they were in the breakdown lane is because they were taking that exit. So should the teen have been driving in the breakdown lane? You know, probably not. But it doesn't mean you shoot him. I want to hear this. Let me just I want to. See what he says. That's interesting. That nine one one call. I just shot a kid. I'm an off duty police officer. He drove by. He was driving in the breakdown line around people doing a hundred. I pulled off the highway. He pulls in. I get out. I got my Pawtucket police shirt on. I pull up my badge. Tell him to stop. And he drives at me. I. I um. That's the first time hearing that he had on. Let me play that again. That's the first I'm hearing that he had on his Pawtucket police shirt. I didn't hear anyone else describe that. Pizza after spent past him on I-95. This was the story. When he went before. to confront the driver, he started barking away. So Dolan fired a shot, hitting Dominic Vincent in it's the arm. Right shirt. Investigators say Vincent drove a few feet away before pulling over on the side of the road where Dolan rendered aid. This is Dolan's 911 call. That's the he was in a Can I see that again? He, um, I've seen it before. When he gets, when he gets out of the car, he. A black Odie and he's in a parking lot of Wicked. He's not in a. He's in a t-shirt. That's a lie. Pizza. He's not in a Pawtucket police officer Pedro's shirt. No, he's not. A gun on his. Pass him on. That's. He lied. He's not in a police shirt. No. He's, listen, he's in trouble. He shouldn't have shot that kid. And he totally overreacted. And now he's going to face the consequences of it. That's the way I see it. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show at 155 on this, a little bit of a stormy Monday. 
this portion of the program brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Remember what we say, whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, they're waiting for you. A nice place you could pop in for lunch this afternoon right off 146, the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So that is, um, that trial continues. He is at some point, I believe, going to have to take the stand. He's going to have to take the stand. Now, so Representative Catherine Clark, her child, born male, now transitioning to female, was in court for attacking a Boston police officer after they were at an Antifa protest on Boston Common. It is embarrassing. It is disgraceful. Should not have happened. I think it shows a pattern that the Democrat Party is more sympathetic to the cause, believe it or not, but the cause of Antifa, or as President Biden said, that it's just an idea, it's not real, than they are, in fact, of law enforcement. Now, looking at the map, as far as snow, let's see... Some parts, North Amherst and farther north, could get four to eight inches. Uh, Bennington, 48 inches. Brattleboro, 48. Uh, Milford, 48 inches. In and around, um, let me just see where we are. If you're listing right now in East Douglas or Bellingham, Foxborough, Woonsocket, Smithfield, one to three inches. And it looks like everybody south of Providence may be a coating, possibly of an inch. But then farther south, they're not going to get anything. So it's not heavy, heavy snow, but it will affect um, the commute. I guess that is good news for the um, people that want to ski up north. It is good for them. Daughter of Representative Catherine Clark arraigned striking police officer during a Boston Common protest. You know, I, I'll even say, I think they're downplaying it, though. They're downplaying it in the nature of who was conducting the protest. It was, it was an Antifa protest. Environmental groups urge McKee to back a bottle bill to fight litter. Reduce litter in the state. If if you want to see litter, I posted on the face my Facebook page, but John DePietro show, and the amount of litter under the in and around the underpass when you're coming into Rhode Island from Massachusetts, and there's homeless people that are living under the underpasses. The amount of trash and litter there is just absolutely disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. Well, folks, it's 159. Again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. So the White House press briefing, I believe, is coming up at 2.30. So I'm obviously not going to be on for that. I will be doing Facebook Live later. And then tomorrow night, we'll be out with Cranston PD, with uh, Cranston PD Live. Uh, but coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news. I think the weather is kind of going to be the, the big story for this afternoon. There's some early dismissals, cancellations, simply because of basically, potentially, uh, just a dusting of snow. But, folks, uh, listen, stay safe and uh, stay warm. Enjoy this Monday. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. Enjoy this Monday. Stay tuned for WNRI Socket.